Holm and I finally recovered from the fruitcake. I'm calling it the fruitcake incident. <laughs> I think it's actually the fruitcake episode. Um, yeah, oh, it, was it officially the fruitcake episode? It was the, officially the fruitcake episode. And <laughs> I've had so many people write back to us and tell us like they were crying, laughing in the car. Oh, really? And I know you and I, I was. We were crying we for were, reasons. Well, no, no, no. We were crying, laughing in studio, but then afterwards we're like, man, I hope that came out as funny as we thought it was at the time. And uh, I listened to it, and I was still laughing. And I had a lot of people email us, and we had listeners and. I think it ended up being okay. I think I think people got that we were just having a good time. We were, we're yeah, we. But were, we really, we, we really were, ate the fruitcake. We really ate the fruitcake. Well, I mean, it was obvious. Oh, I guess not everybody saw the video. NissanTrucks.com, right? Or uh, I believe it's on their YouTube. It's on their Facebook at Nissan Trucks. It's also been shared on our Facebook at Truck Show Podcast, where you can watch that segment and watch us eat the fruitcake. So it really did happen, and it really was. It wasn't horrific. It's not the worst thing I've eaten. And I was in New Orleans and I ate some, I don't know what I ate there. It was some, I, I was just dating my wife. It was like our third date. I went hog wild and took her to New Orleans and she made me eat like oysters or something and it was disgusting. Ew, oysters not, again. I know, uh. I know some people love that stuff, but it wasn't, it wasn't that bad. But it was just, you knew that it should be, it, at one point it was probably flavorful. And now <laughs> it was just, uh. it was... It was, you know what it was? It was like no, I don't know what it eight, was. Eighty-year-old <laughs> toothpaste. Oh. You know what I mean? It was. Uh, yeah. I, I, I still. We walked in the studio, and the uh, scissors that we use still have like, like schmutz oh, on it. Here they like, are. Yeah, yeah. Wait, let me see them. Will they open? No, they won't. Look. Oh, <laughs> they're like glued they together. Won't open. And let me see. Come here. Hold on. There's still see. a smell of fruitcake in here. Oh, dude. They- oh, you had to pull hard, oh, didn't I got, you? I got them apart. Yeah. Oh, that is bizarre. Let me smell. Oh, yeah, that reeks. <laughs> it's not a. That's not a good smell. No, I'm just glad that we were able to get it out of here so the ants didn't take over while we were gone. Yeah, well, there there are some ants that are uh, have returned. They're on the control board over here, if you look. Oh, no. They, they, well, I had a couple dead ones on here, so I believe my ant bait is still working in here. Uh, no, I think we need to update the ant bait. I think it's. <laughs> I think they ate and then died, and then we need to we need to get some new ant bait in here. Hey, did you get that, uh, that email I sent you today? No. Yeah. No, the, I didn't. The, the video. That old clip? Oh yeah. Well, so first you, we need to start the show. First, let's. You want to start the show first? Yeah, we, we need to start the show first okay. because it's. I want to play the full clip. Okay. Because I think the, it's it's too, it's it's originally awesome. what I. Okay, so you <laughs> sent me the clip, yeah. and then I said, um, "Hey, we need to we need to open the show with this." But yeah. then I listened. To, I, I listened to the whole thing, yeah. and it was a little too long to open the show with. Yeah. And because I think we keep pushing the intro of the show like way too <laughs> far. Because we keep talking about whatever's going whatever on. Whatever right? it is, and we need to start the show like okay. kind of like right now. But we do need to say thank you to Nissan because I got For the fruitcake. Listen, <laughs> Wendy came all the way from what Tennessee, Tennessee, right? yeah, with a fruitcake. And re- legit, this is not like movie magic. No, no, legit. No, she literally in a, in, yeah. a, in a pelican case. And yeah. if you don't know what a pelican case is, the hard black plastic yep. case that look like you'd be carrying something very expensive inside, or, or you need to protect it. And, and and that's where they stored this fruit cake, and they brought it on the plane through security and the whole thing. And she came at her just so we could do this kind of stunt. And I thought it was I thought it was really really cool of Nissan to send her out. And it was and, fun. And she had a super good sense of humor, oh, obviously. No. Yeah. And the whole it, Nissan team. So we really want to thank those guys. And for, I've known Wendy for years. Like we we've been friends. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but I, I mean, joke that. But, but remember, it's not just Wendy. It's her yeah. t- her, her support her staff, the whole thing. Like everybody. So Nissan was. I just like how you were afraid of her coming in studio, and you're like, oh, we don't want. We don't want Nissan here. That's true, though. And, and then you saw how cool Wendy is, and you're like, okay. All right, I was concerned, and that was real concern. I wasn't hamming that part up. Like, I yeah. really was. <laughs> yeah, because they, they, they sponsor our show. They, make this, they make this possible, and they are a huge corporation. Yeah. And, and they a send, huge sponsor. And, they, they, sponsor. and they, think they, they sent a, a, a person out here 
to like, I don't know if she's going to grade us and go back with a scorecard and go, you know what? We may have made a misstep with that whole truck show <laughs> podcast thing. You know what I mean? So I was honestly, because this is, I want to continue doing this and they're an awesome oh, partner. And a- so absolutely. It's, been, it's been wonderful. So and anyway. They make a great truck. And long five, as five yep. year, hundred thousand miles, and it turns out that the well, the fruitcake may actually outlast their <laughs> warranty, but I'll, you'll be it hard. was edible, but it wasn't good. No, it was not good. So um, I, I think at the end, the warranty does win. I just looked on <laughs> uh, on Nissan's page. That video of us got sixteen thousand views so far. Oh, that's great. <laughs> so I mean, it's. it's I mean, funny. I'm a little embarrassed, but it's great. It's fine. Whatever. We we had a great time. It was great to have Nissan in here, and then also we we can't uh, move on without thanking our other sponsor, associate Decked. sponsor, Decked. Absolutely. Yep. So if you've got a, a a need for a truck, head on down to your Nissan dealer. Check out the Nissan Titan, the Titan XD with the Cummins five liter. Oh, that's a nice truck. Yes. Uh, and Nissan it sounds van. good. Nissan Frontier. And uh, if you got a bunch of stuff rolling around in the back of your uh, pickup bed or your van, check out Decked for a weather-resistant and lockable bed storage. I think a lot of people don't know how badly they need a decked system until they see it. Like, they're like, yeah. no, no, I'm cool. I got My bed's fine. Yeah. And, but until they see it and they pull on the handles and it's and buttery smooth. And they feel that buttery smooth and it, and drawer. It, and then they, it's lockable and it's got yeah. the, you know, it's got the beer. Yeah. Beer bottle. Like a beer bottle <laughs> What is wrong with you? I don't know. I'm drunk. Oh, no, we're not drunk because we, we failed last week and we didn't have rum with our fruitcake. That's so true. if we're around in five, when the five years is up and the last fruitcake comes over, uh, we're, we're drinking when we, drink, when we eat that one. Because <laughs> if we don't, it is going to kill us. Oh, let's start the show. That's for damn sure. The Truck Show. We're going to show you what we know. We're going to answer what the truck. Because truck rides with The Truck Show. We have the lifted. We have the lowered and everything in between. We'll talk about trucks that run on diesel and the ones that run on gasoline. The Truck Show. The Truck Truck Show with your hosts, Lightning and Holman. All right, here's the deal, Holman. I can't wait any longer to get to this audio. Oh, my God, dude. This is so, this is amazing. So a lot of our listeners are too young and didn't list, live through the 80s, yeah. through the mini truck scene. Yeah. But this audio, and I don't know where you found it, and I don't want to know. Because okay. I don't care. Yeah, I yeah. just know. This is but a it's new, awesome, right? This is, but let's not overhype it. Okay. Let, 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 hold well, on. Let's make sure that people understand that this is probably a recording off of an old VHS tape that's been run 400 times, mm-hmm. so I apologize for the audio quality, but it was too good not to send you. And the guys that are being interviewed in this news clip have mullets. Have the most <laughs> insane, amazing curly mullets and you've ever seen. And and white short shorts. All right, and- let's tune into USA News Tonight. Around the USA tonight, those big sound blasters on wheels are gaining lots of new fans and making a few enemies on the West Coast. Mike Potula brings us up to date on the newest... California craze. It's the latest fad among California car crazies, the boom trucks. The reason for the name becomes instantly apparent when you pull up alongside one of these mini trucks with their maxi-sized sound system. I enjoy cars, okay, and I enjoy music, and so if I can put music and a nice car together, I just, it's just, it's a turn on. It says... Mark Harrell, boom trucker. (laughs) Take a $10,000 stock mini truck and pour thousands more into an onboard sound system and you have the new twist in the California lifestyle. Can you imagine if you could buy a truck today for $10,000? Yeah, not even close. I go boom with Pete 
Bill Harrell, who builds sound systems for the boom truck, says it's not unusual for a customer to spend up to $20,000 for a stereo system. His own truck is a sound example. I enjoy the sound that, and the feeling that it gives. It's generally people buy this for the feeling. You can just get in your car, turn up the system, and, you're, and just relax and enjoy the feeling. If you've ever been driving, heard the music, and then suddenly started wondering why the ground's shaking, here's part of the reason. About all you can see, a dozen 15-inch woofers. Altogether, this little two-passenger truck has a total of 56 speakers in it. <laughs> there are a few sour notes in the boom truck fad. Drivers are constantly getting pulled over and cited for noise pollution by police who don't share their musical taste. And many doctors say the boom truck's loud music is hazardous to your health. In time, what happens is... <laughs> Dr. Ellis, no, no joke. This guy is old, white, gray-haired. Oh. Dr. Ellis Berkowitz, hearing specialist. This guy was 70 in the 80s. <laughs> ...is that that first area of the inner ear that's damaged is damaged and damaged irreversibly. But gradually after time, other parts of the ear are damaged and they will find that they will have difficulty in hearing just ordinary conversations. In spite of the pressures, the sound on wheels fad is growing. It's not just the mini trucks that you see. We have, we have uh, businessmen in Mercedes-Benz and, and Rolls Royces with five and $6,000 systems in there. And when they turn those up, they can't hear anything on the outside world. They're just listening to their own musical environment. If you're a fan, great. If you're not, then earplugs will be the thing until the boom truck fad dies down. We like the cars, the cars that go boom. Mike Botula reporting from Buena Park, California. Oh, that <laughs> is I had a car just... that went bust one time. <laughs> clearly I had a car the, that went bust one time. Clearly the hotbed of uh, mini boom truck activity. <laughs> so, all right, the visuals that you guys can't see, and we have to share this on our Facebook page. We, yeah, we should. For okay, sure. we, no, we we are because this is just epic, and so it's just a bunch of Toyotas and Nissan yep. hard bodies, and they're yep. slammed in bad '80s graphics that look like they're uh -huh. straight out of Miami Vice, with like the Testarossa like body kits and. <laughs> Oh, yeah, exactly. Awesome. And what were those um, TV antennas that made the Vs in yeah, the back? Yeah, yeah, TV those? antennas. That's the what TV they were. Antennas? Yeah, yeah, Okay, so, yeah. and it, people had TV. Because you could put TVs. those on, the, remember, the limousines had that. Oh, And that's so guys would put them on their mini trucks because they'd have a TV, like, French into the dash or something like oh, that. Oh, there you go, yes. <laughs> and, dude, it was legit. And so this guy, I didn't even realize it until watching it just now, he's from Audio Chamber. Do you remember Audio Chamber in Buena Park? So no, because I was trying to figure out if I knew that guy, if I remembered the company, and I I, I didn't. I, listen, if you guys are in Southern California, or no, I should say the Orange County, South LA area, Audio Chamber was the they were the first guys doing walkthroughs. You know how you always yeah, bust yeah. me because yeah, yeah, like, yeah. you know, walkthrough. Yeah, I ask him. This is the guy that started walkthroughs, and that's where behind you have if you had an extra cab or a single cab, you'd cut open that section behind you and then weld the bed and the body together, right? And then so it just, the, the speakers could fire all straight into the cab. Yeah. And that was a, a walkthrough. Walk through. Exactly. Yeah. And Audio Chamber, I don't know if they were the first, but they were very They were prolific in, uh, in that. Exactly. Oh, my God, dude. And these were all the guys cruising, like, down the 55 freeway to Balboa, <laughs> and cops hated yeah. them. They dude. were throwing, like, that original 808, the boom. Hey. Guys were hooking. Everything. Dude, you couldn't, you couldn't come anywhere near the coast, you know, Beach Boulevard or PCH in that truck and not get pulled over immediately. Oh, my God. Egyptian lover. <laughs> Egypt Do you Lava, know who baby. The, the band or the the group that sang it? Oh, is that who that was? Tigra. <laughs> Come on now, dude! I haven't heard La Tigra forever. Yes. Uh, oh, you know. So I uh, I just put an Alpine 10 inch sub mm -hmm. in my uh, in my Wrangler, 
And so I had the uh, the previous Mopar kicker system, and the reason I didn't like it is the subwoofer was in the cargo area. Mm-hmm. And so I'd have to choose between cargo or my sound system if I was going off-roading. Well, Alpine makes this really killer system for under the passenger seat. Right. And so it's uh, weatherproof. And <gasps> it's, I'm, I'm totally wrong. Who it's was it? It's Latrim. I have no idea. I've never... Uh, Latrim. I'm su- Do they I, have like... Uh, I don't... Let's find out if they were successful at all, because I, that song's awesome. Latrim? Like what? I thought it was with Tigra this whole time. Oh, I love that. Where can we start? We like them dumb and we like them smart. Where are they now? I like the ones with the pretty no, eyes. No well, clue. I like are they on iTunes? Stop. Spotify. Oh my god. Okay, here's the deal. So I just got my Alpine 10 inch sub in the Wrangler. Yeah. This is what I'm playing on the way home. Yeah. I'm going to play their album. Here we go. We're not supposed to play music on the podcast, but no. I don't care. We, we have 30 seconds though, right? No, that's, that's bogus. Uh oh. Yeah, I don't care. Come on. Do it. We like the cars, the cars that go boom. We're Tigra and funny, and we like the boom. We That's like why. The Tigra, Tigra, Tigra. Part of the, she's probably part of this group before she went crew. out on her own. Ah, we yeah. like the boom. I'm glad she likes the boom. Man, I'm telling oh. you, that, uh, wow, we just went back in time right Dude, there. Dude, serious time machine moment. Okay, so thank you guys for uh, allowing us to take the way, way back machine yeah, for a moment. Yeah, we did a little uh, stroll down memory lane there. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, down memory lane. Uh, that was uh, that was epic. I hope uh, I hope the rest of the show is that good. I, no, it's going to go downhill from here. No, that's not true. We have good stuff. Oh, I, yeah. I, I have got, well, I got some well, secret for you. And Merry Christmas, by the way. Oh, oh my God. It's Christmas week. It is Christmas well, week. Oh, my God. I know. Can you believe that already? We just started the show like 46 episodes ago. ago. <laughs> <laughs> it's already Christmas. Oh, my gosh. Uh, well, so I've got a, a Christmas gift that I would like to present to you. Okay. And I've got and one uh, back to you, my friend. You do? I do. What? And then we've got uh, Brett Evans from Truck Trend is going to talk to us about a new truck he just drove for uh, Truck Review. Oh, uh, what? The 2019 Ford Ranger. Oh my! Okay, well, yeah. let's hurry up. What, what's first? Uh, let's uh, let's give Brett a call. All right, dial up, Mr. Brett Evans. What is his title again? Uh, he is uh, one of the staff editors at Truck Trend. Staff editor at Truck Trend. Brett, you on the horn? That's me. All right, staff editor at Truck Trend. Brett, we here. Oh wait, wait, wait we got to play this. Is this going to be a truck review? Yeah, rolling golden dragon truck nuts. I don't know if we have any uh, truck nuts, but <laughs> I think we're getting a, goal, but... no, no. But we are getting a truck review. So, okay. Brett, what did you drive, and what do you have as a first impression? I drove the uh, 2019 Ford Ranger, and um, to, it's kind of a big, a big deal. You know, the first uh, first Ranger in eight, uh, I think eight years, seven years. Yeah, and um, <clears throat> it's great. You know, it was a really good truck, and uh, definitely class competitive in in uh, almost every way, if not. If not better than than its than its competitors. Um, initial impression is that the um, you know the uh, truck trend editor Jason Gonderman said it best that that truck does not miss a six cylinder engine. The turbo four is perfect for that truck, and it and it does a great job just all around. Really and good. And that's truck. the uh, two point three liter four cylinder EcoBoost, and yep. it's mated to the exceptional ten speed automatic transmission uh, that's in a bunch of Ford truck products now, and. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, let's face it. There's a ton of pent up, uh, I guess, demand and and anticipation for the new ring, for the new Ranger. Are you as impressed with it in person? Is it worth all the hype? Um, yeah, you know, I think I think in a lot of ways, I think it'll be a really good, um, really good truck for a lot of people. You know, the midsize truck buyer is a totally different buyer than the full size truck buyer. A lot of these people are. Um, 
are trading in um, crossovers and uh, other SUVs because they want that utility and they want that versatility that comes with a uh, having a truck bed. Funny you should and, say that because I remember when Colorado came out, what, four years ago, Chevy mm-hmm. said, we are targeting all the crossover buyers, all the old, yeah. small, and mid-sized pickup truck buyers. When those products got stale and they had their families, mm-hmm. they went and moved over to small crossover mm-hmm. SUVs and CRVs and RAV4s and things like that. And now that the mid-sized truck market is coming back, what we're finding is that all those people miss having a truck bed. And now that there's a crew cab that has about the same interior space as your CUV, they have a dirty space for all their gear for their family. Is that what you're hearing from Ford and marketing, Brett? Yeah, that's kind of that's kind of their their tactic as well. Um, and the you know the other key to that you know crossover to pickup truck transition is uh, mid-sized trucks today are um, a lot more efficient than they were 10 years ago. You know there was a significant delta between uh, crossover efficiency and mid-sized truck efficiency in 2011, and that's just not the case anymore. You know the the um, two-wheel drive versions of the Ford Ranger get up to 26 miles per gallon on the highway, which is pretty competitive with you know small and mid-sized crossovers and um, and that's that's kind of the other you know sticking point for manufacturers is uh, the fuel economy difference between a full size and a midsize just wasn't that big, and and they they couldn't really ever justify that and that's not the case anymore. You get you get these little midsizers that um, are putting down some impressive efficiency numbers along with being able to haul you know a muddy bicycle in the bed or you know boots or gear or whatever without getting your your um, luggage area all filthy. So what did you have a a favorite aspect of this truck? Um, yeah, you know it's a really um, it's a really good all rounder on the road for sure. Um, the the um, EcoBoost 2.3 liter four cylinder makes really good power right off the line. Uh, that turbocharger gives it really decent low end torque, and there's not a whole lot of turbo lag like you might find in some other turbocharged vehicles. So it's really good just kind of nipping around town or going on the highway. Um, it's a really stiff fully boxed frame so it feels really good driving down the highway you know you're not getting all these jiggles and bumps and stuff like that so i you know i honestly think it's going to make a really good commuter truck for people um and then on top of that you know it's not it's not a it's not a raptor and it's not a uh a zr2 competitor yet there might be one soon but right now it's just a solid you know a solid off-road machine that will you know it'll go down a good Fire road, no problem. You could rock crawl over a few little obstacles and stuff like Get that. Get you up to the cabin issues. in the snow for yeah, snowboarding. Exactly. Are, are we? But are we going to see this turned into like work trucks? Or am I going to see a Verizon pasted on the side of thousands well, of these yeah. things? Abso- okay, absolutely. Okay. So that's kind of where I feel like this. It doesn't feel this is an entry level truck, right? No. Uh, well, I mean, well, you, you can get it. So there's two body styles, right, Brett? So there's the there's the super cab with a six foot box, and then there's the crew cab with the five foot box, but no regular yeah. cab. Yeah, exactly. I, you know, I think the obstacle, honestly, with uh, with fleet buyers is going to be price. Um, there isn't a base powertrain option on this thing. The oh. the uh, the EcoBoost is what you get from the outset, and so you know you you're immediately starting out with a truck that has comparable power to the competitors' optional engines, um, and you know that comes with a bit of a price premium. I think the XL um, the XL Super Cab four x two starts at. Twenty four, twenty five thousand dollars, and when you've got, yeah. which is comparable to the Tacoma four cylinder, but yeah, I believe comparable the f- to the Tacoma, but the Frontier the, is yeah. about four thousand dollars cheaper. The Frontier I mean, is like nineteen thousand seven eighty or something like that yeah. for a for a similar uh, short bed king cab two wheel drive. Now, the thing that most yeah. impressed me about the numbers on the Ranger are uh, not only is it two hundred and seventy horsepower and three hundred and ten pound feet of torque, but that 
I mean, other than the horsepower, you know, difference with the Chevy, which is I think what three oh eight or so. Three oh eight, yep. Um, it pretty much kicks everybody else's butt on torque. With torque for sure. And and the clincher there, it it isn't even just the number. It's the fact that it comes on at three thousand RPM. Um, you know, the I think the Colorado has don't quote me on this, but I think it's got 275, 285 foot pounds, yeah. but it comes on higher in the rev range at about 4,000 or 4,200 RPM or That's something like high. that. Well, and the Tacoma it, it's, is 265 at 4,600. Wow. Yeah. That's kind of I mean, like, that's Honda Civic that status. Yeah. You know what I mean? With a six speed automatic, not yeah. a 10. Yeah. Hmm. So I, I really think, you know, that's, that's the thing that really makes the Ranger stand out is anywhere you are, whatever speed you're going, if you put the throttle down, you wait, half a beat for the turbos to spool and then you start making forward progress and that's just not the case with some of the other midsizers um you know and they're you know the the chevy's 3.6 is a really great really smooth um high feature v6 engine especially with the eight speed the eight speed made all the difference in that truck definitely i didn't like it with the six speed at all i like that truck a lot with the eight why what were you experiencing with the six um it's so for me on the colorado and even on the current uh v6 with the uh, eight speed there's times where the transmission is a little bit lost and yeah. it's not mm. in the quite the right gear. It's not a super sweet transmission, but the eight speed's so much better than the six speed. I feel like there were gaps in the gearing on the six speed where it, you just the engine wasn't it. It was three hundred and yep. whatever horsepower, just but it never perfe- felt like just it. wasn't perfectly matched. No, it just never felt right. Mm, and the eight yeah. speed it hauls ass. It's 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 pretty good. Um, and then the other thing is the uh, Ranger can tow up to seventy five hundred pounds. Yep. And 1860 on payload for a 4x2. So that's the yeah. same as the Gladiator, the Jeep, right? Yeah, R- the really Gladiator, close. I believe, is 7500, although the 4x4 changes it to 1560 on payload. Okay. And I believe the Gladiator is uh, 1650 on payload. So Gladiator beats the Ranger on payload. Wow. I think they're the same on towing. Okay. You know, except for the Gladiator, though, the Ranger is uh, even the lowest payload rating of the Ranger, which is the 4x2 crew cab, that's still capable of out hauling the highest payload rating of the Tacoma, of the Colorado, of the Frontier. Um, so apples to apples, it's substantially more capable in terms of payload than the comp- competition. And, and what does it top out at? If you were to take a Ranger and throw every option at it, where do you end up? I built one a few minutes ago because I was curious about that very, very fact. And it came up to about... <laughs> of course with, he was. With, well, that's why we have Brett on. Right. <laughs> <laughs> without any of the, you know, without any of the, like, dealer-installed Yakima accessories... Sure, and, just and the factory stuff, factory options. Just the factory stuff. Um, you're looking at about $45,000 for a fully loaded Ranger mm. 4x4. Ooh, that's pricey. It, yeah. Super crew. It is, it is definitely pretty pricey. Um, Will anyone you know, my, do that? Like, who would do that? Well, the Chevy ZR2 Bison starts at 48 but you get yeah, a lot more yeah. capability in that yeah. truck than you do in a uh, in There's a, Ranger a lot more F-4. cachet to that thing. Like, there's just um, yeah, it's got a lot more cool factor. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of stuff to like about the Ranger. The, um, it doesn't have, like, a terrain response system in it as well. Yeah, the terrain response is pretty cool, and it you, definitely makes, like, a palpable difference uh, depending on what mode you're in and, you know, depending on if you're actually slogging through some thick mud or, or over some deep sand. Um, the really cool thing about the Ranger in terms of off-road toys is um, it has – Ford's trail control, which is a low speed cruise control. Um, it operates in four high or four low at speeds up to about 20 miles an hour, I think. Well, that's pretty fast. And um, it, Yeah, it is. And so, and so it's really cool. Um, th- you know, they compare it to Toyota's crawl control, but crawl control is only available in four, four low. low and yeah. It only goes about five miles an hour. And the, the really crazy thing is, um, you know, what a difference one generation of software makes because we were able to sample both crawl control and trail control on the same day back to back over the same trail 
And if you've ever driven crawl control, it's just constantly stuttering with like ABS intervention. Yeah, the, the solenoid's firing off. Out. Oh, really? Sounds like a just machine gun's constantly. firing under the hood. Yeah. Hmm. And and uh, Ford system, which is admittedly three years newer in terms of software, Ford system has none of that. It just you just pick the speed and it just goes that speed over whatever obstacle you're going over wow. and it'll it'll bump up against a rock and slow down momentarily and then just apply a little throttle and you'll you'll cruise right over it. How is you know, the and, um, the interior and then other tech? Were you impressed or is it <laughs> is it worth the price? Sync three, I mean, you know, I. I think you guys have talked about it before. Sync 3 is great. It's a great system. The infotainment on, you know, the top the top level infotainment available in the Ranger is fantastic. I will say this. Uh, I was a little disappointed by the interior. I think it's competitive with the class. You know, I think it matches the Colorado pretty well. But I was kind of expecting with it being, you know, brand new design, super highly anticipated. I was expecting a little more interior quality than it offered. Um, plastics just felt kind of chintzy and yeah. there were some of those rough seams where two pieces of plastic meet and so that was a little bit disappointing um but tech wise it's great um it comes standard with you know a lot of like safety like automatic emergency braking is standard even on the base xl um active cruise control adaptive cruise control is only like a 700 dollars option oh, it has so adaptive really cruise control? Hmm. has wow. adaptive and it's so it's the only uh oh that's a lie i think the tacoma also has adaptive but you know it's it's uh pretty cool for a mid-sized truck like that to all of a sudden be coming with these features that were only available on luxury cars and SUVs five years ago, you know, so. You know what I find about it? Going back to the stereo thing for a second, like Ford, their high end on their stereo system is kind of kind of weak sauce. Yeah. Their, 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 their base model stereo is mm-hmm. bucket. It is bottom of the barrel. It, and and the top is just eh. eh. It's nice, but it's not. It's just now, eh. I, I would, in and the F-150 Platinum, I think they have a, a, a Harman system. It is, it, but I just I just saw one at the LA Auto Show. It is better, yeah. but it doesn't compare to the others best. Yeah. It's well, just I mean, not the Ram there. the Ram now has nineteen speakers and seven hundred fifty watts, right? Just, and it's it nice is stereo. just, and that Ram is in a class all its own. Yeah. And I know we're not talking about Ram, but yeah. like, I was stunned when I I've sat in a bunch of Fords yeah. lately. As we're kind of. At some point, I'm gonna have to pull. And you're the an audio on. guy, so yeah, you, you, that's that's stuff that matters. And where I just you're think like, mm-hmm. it's easy. And the price of electronics yeah. have come down so far yeah. that'd be easy for them to get into that. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so, hmm. Brett, uh, dollars for donuts. I don't know what that means. I just always like saying it. <laughs> um, if you're in what the market, what does it mean, by the way? I don't know. If you've got, if you've got 45 grand, you're in the market for a midsize truck. Where are you going with your money? It doesn't sound like this truck. I don't know. Let's let Brett answer. No, no, I'm <laughs> answering for you. Go ahead, Brett. No worries. So, um, yeah, it it totally depends. I think me personally, if I had forty five thousand dollars, I might be ever so slightly inclined to go for like a either a ZR2 or a Gladiator Overland or something like that. Because I I tend a little bit more toward camping and off roading and things like that. Um, if it if it were just going to be like a daily family truck, I I absolutely think I'd probably pick a Ranger because that's fair. It's just so composed, so comfortable, um, really, really nice on the freeway. I, you know, is it pretty quiet? Like, yeah, really, really quiet. Um, that that's the thing. If I was if I was doing a lot of freeway driving, it probably would absolutely be the Ranger, just because it's a really comfortable, really composed truck. Um, and if you, you know, worked for Verizon Wireless, you'd have a Verizon <laughs> on the side and be your work truck. Exactly. <laughs> what, <laughs> what was the uh, the the feeling of the two point three in terms of like noise quality? Did it sound like a Japanese four cylinder? Was it thrashy at all? Was it pleasant? Uh, it's got a nice growl, so it's descended from the same two point three that's in the Mustang, and so um, you know it's it's designed to be a sportier engine option. It's not like a 
bottom of the barrel four cylinder. So it does have kind of a cool little growl. Um, I'm not sure if on the Ranger, if it's augmented with the audio system or not, the noises that were in the cabin were fine. It, it was, it was nice. It kind of felt sporty and I'm not sure how much of that is actually the engine or if it's audio system, like on the Raptor where it's like yeah. on the Raptor. Yeah. Right. Um, and it was, it wasn't, it's not, definitely not as offensive as it is in the Raptor where it's just so obviously coming through the speakers. Yeah. But, um, you know, on the whole, it, yeah, it feels, it feels sporty and it feels fun. It, you know, it's kind of fun to mat the throttle and feel it rip through the gears. And that's the other cool thing is it shifts so quickly that you're just like you know boom 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 constantly working your way up the gear set which is a fun kind of a fun sensation all right so uh so brett evans scale up or down was it worth the wait oh yeah absolutely you know more competition is always a good thing and ford did a good job with uh moving the game forward a little bit in terms of uh powertrain uh you know finally putting a good torquey truck engine in a mid-sized truck um, Are you and, asking him uh, to rate it so it's a 1 through 10, 10 being no, best? No, I said up or down. Was it worth the wait? Yeah, definitely. Definitely worth the wait. Thumbs okay. up. And it advances the it advances the breed, and the next generation of midsize trucks is going to be better because the Ranger exists. So it's good for everyone. And that was a... Uh... Truck review! Yeah! Rolling colon dragon truck nuts! Oh! oh. <laughs> All right, Brad. My mom's going to love this episode. <laughs> All right, buddy. Thank you so much. Thank and, you. And uh, can't wait to hear what you drive next. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. All right, buddy. All right. Thanks. Talk to you. Bye. Jingle bells, bells, I'm feeling a little festive, Holman. Yeah, it's uh, Christmas Eve. Piano in the bell, 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 Here it comes. Jingle bell, bell, Yeah! Okay, you have to tell me. What song this is? Because I just got a new Alpine 10 inch subwoofer in my uh, Ringo JK. Yeah. And uh, I need some good bass to play yeah. it in. Let's get the 808s hitting hard, bro. Can I, can I roll? Uh, can I roll in the HB? Bumping uh, Jingle Bell? Bumping Jingle Bell? <laughs> I'd put a Santa hat on and I'd be all over it. got the drop and everything all right so here's the deal let me turn this thing off that's uh, that's crap sorry about that <laughs> all right um it's coming up on christmas and we're thinking about christmas presents and i figured you've been pretty good to me last uh, couple months and Thanks. i wanted to give back and at the oh. same time i wanted to bring some some information some okay. last we i need to give some last minute christmas ideas to some guys okay who maybe you need something from your, your son you yeah. need to give something to dad whatever uh -huh. and i've got a guy who um, a friend of mine known for many years who i uh, runs a business i think if, if you can't find anything on his website you've got problems okay okay all right so i want you to dial up mr jimmy defrank that's not a real name right it is his real name is jimmy DeFranc. is he a gangster <laughs> you should be no 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 <laughs> All right, is he going to answer, hey, it's Jimmy? No, no? I, don't, I don't think so. All right, well, here we go. All right. Hello, this is Jimmy. Jimmy, it's Lightning and Holman from the Truck Show Podcast. Hey, Jay, how are you doing? Good, I'm great. <laughs> What's up, man? So you, you have, uh, it's me and uh, my friend Sean Holman here. We're uh, my little co-host, and we... Uh, are looking for some last-minute Christmas gift ideas for our friends that own trucks, or maybe they have a dad or a son that owns a truck. And um, Jimmy DeFrank is his family owns California Car Cover. Oh, all right, right? nice. Yes, yes, exactly. Yeah. 
And now, so not they don't just sell car covers. No, they sell a lot of things now. They sell a lot of things. So if you go to CaliforniaCarCover.com, you'll see what we're talking about. Now, I wanted to let you know, Holman. Yes. That I got you a little something-something for Christmas. Oh, really? What what, uh, <laughs> what can I expect? I got you uh-huh. a custom Stormweave car cover for your F100. Oh, you know, right? it, it needs it because right now in the shop, it's getting all sorts of dust and yes, metal all over it. Because it ain't getting worked <laughs> on. <laughs> it needs to get washed. Good, good choice. Good choice, Jay. Uh, and a generous gift. Yes. Sure. Yeah. So, so Jimmy, tell us about California Car Cover. Give us some of the items that you that you think would be, I don't know. Give us half a dozen items that you think are sure. kind of stand out, kind of easy ones, right. a last well, minute Christmas gifts for for truck lovers. You know, since it's car covers and like the present that you bought, we do have a lot of custom fit truck covers in stock. Um, uh, to ship the same day so people can order this week and still get everything by Monday. And that's a good gift. I mean, trucks are so expensive these days. A lot of times there are pride and joy or toys and, uh, you know, a car cover for a couple hundred dollars to keep it really nice and brand new, whether it's inside or outside. It's still our number one gift, um, the car, the custom fit car covers. Holman, you have seen the truck cover. You've seen oh, my cover. I know. Outside uh, your house. Uh, my lifted yes. dually. Okay, uh-huh. so it's massive. So these guys, J- Jimmy and his brother. It's I like a nice termite tent over your truck. <laughs> it is <insane. laughs> That's but, it. Yeah. but it fits like a glove. And yeah. so they they took all the custom measurements. It fits over the custom bumpers. Everything. It fits the over rack. the roof rack. But here's everything. where I think you went wrong. Because CalCarCover.com mm-hmm. has some cool stuff on it. And you have a one-car garage that can't fit anything. Yeah. I feel like, and I, I didn't get you this, but I feel like I failed because you really should have had the car capsule, which is the big drive-in <laughs> bubble. And right. that way- You, you know what's dr- funny? I've thought about that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Th- th- those, it's funny you pointed out that's one of our top sellers as well. Is it really? The, the, absolutely. Yeah. Behind the car covers, um, particularly this time of year, you know, because there's ones for outdoor use and just the, the inclement weather uh, across the country this time of year. So those are very popular um, in other gifts. And you guys may have one. Jay, I think you do. The California car duster. That's one of our. Sure do. Stuff. Have a couple of them. And in fact, yeah. on your website, you can get the wood handled version. Now, wait a you minute. Can't... People don't realize it, that they are the inventor of, of the, the California, California car duster. duster. And there isn't a automotive enthusiast alive who hasn't detailed his vehicle that has that I probably have well in my garage I probably have two or three that I've purchased over the years in mm-hmm. our truck trend Nissan NV 2500 van that has all of the detail and support stuff for truck trend magazine we probably have about I don't know 20 of them <laughs> laying around from <laughs> various might, photo might shoots. be a little excessive yeah it might, it yeah. might be <laughs> yeah but no that's one of our top gifts so year after year it's a great gift you know we have different versions, but for 20 or $25, and there's some nice little combo kits that make a nice gift as well. It's We make it simple. It's a little combo kit put together. And Here's what our truck people would care about <laughs> okay. that they have. All right. Yeah. They have, and I, I actually, this isn't even a joke. This is something people would actually use that is really important. For those of you who have RVs or trailers and you have outside storage, they have water-resistant storage tire covers to keep the UV yeah. off the tires of your trailer. Now, hold on. That's yeah. huge. Now, wait a second. That's huge. We have to talk yeah. about this for a second, Jimmy. Hold on. Stop <laughs> yeah. the presses. All right. So, Jim, you and I need to come correct on this. Right. A couple of years ago, I asked you about those. I said, I, I have 37-inch tires, and yes. my truck gets parked in front of my house, and my uh-huh. my sprinklers 
hit the wheels and the the water is so hard, hard yeah. that it yeah. leaves water spots. And so I called you and said, hey, I see that you, you carry some of these small ones. Do you carry any big ones? You're like, no, that, ours only go up for like trailer tires. So yeah. I went to a local guy who does um, vinyl work for boat interiors, and he right. made me four custom ones for 37-inch tires, all four wheels. It, I'd only, I only needed two for the one side by the sprinklers. Right. I'd have made right. all of them. Then flash forward like seven, eight months later, they're on your website. And I thought, <laughs> Thank wait a idea. minute. Thank you for the idea. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, royalty, come the, on. No, no, that, yeah. is, uh, that is impatient Jay that, is, uh, that, that could, just couldn't wait. <laughs> That's exactly for, what it was. For the, for the quality product to, uh, to be manufactured. So are, do they sell well? They do. You know, we manufacture those. Actually, we manufacture those in the Southern California warehouse. And that's one of our top sellers, Jay, because like you said, whether it's water or the sun, if you have your truck, let's say, sitting outside, the sun rots the tires, uh, especially in Southern California with intense sun, you know, even when you're not driving it and it wears them. So people have to their tires so you know for for 50 bucks you can get a set of four and save your tires so you're not buying new tires constantly on the website extra large the, up to yeah. 42 inches in diameter <laughs> yeah, um you know what's cool though is is anybody who tows or has their rv um how many times have you seen somebody who blew two tires on the side of a road on the on their trailer yeah. and now it's always the sun facing side because the uv actually if you're not driving your tires and they're not moving and just saying they're rotting in the sun. This is a great way to uh, to keep the UV off of it and keep your tires in good condition. I straight up yeah. should have manufactured those, and yet, yeah. but I, instead you made hoodies. Yep, I made hoodies <laughs> and I put a clothing <laughs> store. Yeah, what an yeah. idiot. But but uh, but but Jimmy and his family are doing this, and they're do, doing it better than ever. I you know that I ever could. Jim, take us back to the car covers because sure. I think you've got several options. So I I think that some people just think that. A car cover is either exterior or, or interior. For instance, like if you have a Ferrari, it's the soft one that sits in your garage just to keep the dust sure. off. The one that I had made for my um, for my dually, no water goes through that sucker. I'm yeah. not. I am not joking. Like, and it's breathable. It is breathable, which is important as well. But it does yeah. not. No water goes through that thing. So right. when it rains, I'm like, it, it, it may puddle up. I have a little teepee that I built so it doesn't fill the bed. But it's it's incredible. It is. And, and you have the, the super weave material and that's still our top seller today. And and it's very thin as well. So it's it's easy for us to handle even with your big truck. So you can kind of get it folded and stored. So it's not a hassle. It's easy. And, you know, it protects the sun or, or keeps the sun off the vehicle 100 percent. So it's not rotting your paint. Your, well, I your had, a, I, you know, like Jimmy, because, you know, I had a full wrap. So the whole body was wrapped and a wrap right. is only good for like. I mean, let's be honest. The guys all say like five years. It's not true. A a good wrap, even with 3M or Avery, you're going to get in Southern California or out in the desert, whatever, or even worse with salt climates, you're going to get maybe two Two years Two or three years. And they get hard and they're hard to peel off if you want to change it. And so I had, dude, and I had four layers. I had white, black, chrome that red. That may have helped you, though. Having the extra layers makes it more pliable. No, what helped right. is that I had a car cover on it all the time, so the sun wasn't yeah. baking it, and it wasn't getting all the sediment in it. Exactly. Exactly, yeah. The cover's dustproof and sunproof, so it, whether it's a paint or your wrap, it'll keep it new. So it's a pretty reasonable investment for as expensive as a wrap is or paint on a 
classic vehicle or new truck or whatever it is. So, so what's a, what's price point yeah. on something like that, Jimmy? You know, that, that that's the top of the line when the Super Weave, it starts. More importantly, about, how much did Lightning spend on me? <laughs> yeah. well, no, it's, well, you know, they vary. I mean, the car covers start under $200 for the really nice custom fit ones. And a custom fit means it's exact for the year make model vehicle uh, with mirror pockets or whether you have a, a custom a shell on the back of your truck or, or it's lifted or whatever. Dude, my, my Mini Cooper, custom. you know, I have that little tiny yes. uh, antenna on the Mini Cooper. It's yeah. like a little wiener that's sticking up on the back. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. got a little sock that goes over it. Yeah, well, it does. <laughs> of course it does. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you, you glove up. Got to glove up for the bad does. weather. That's, I was just going to say. That's, that's what that is. And but, you guys also yeah. make um, uh, golf cart covers and boat and watercraft covers and motorcycle covers. Because let's face it, there's a lot of our truck guys who like doing other things. And the truck is... They the, pull is, boats yeah. and you do not want that sucker. RV covers. Okay. You can get your whole Class A or Class B covered. I mean, it's, it's yes. unbelievable. Any cover to protect, yeah, your toy, your everyday driver, whatever it is, you know, we have a, a car cover, cleaning products to protect them, uh, everything. You know, hopefully it's a one-stop shop for car care. How did you start doing this back in the day, Jimmy? I don't recall the story. Like, how did you Sure. Well, get into actually, this? Um, we started California Car Cover Company in 1989, but previous to that, my, uh, my family uh, – in a place uh, that made car covers. It was called Beverly Hills Motoring, and that was uh, years and years ago, throughout the 70s and 80s, and they sold that and started this. Um, and we've just added so many products, Jason. And it was just car covers at first, and now we have literally millions of part numbers in the system. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, I would not want to be your warehouse guy. No. Oh, it's, it's <laughs> inventory. Oh I'm, I'm sick that day yeah, on inventory absolutely. Day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> not fun. But, you know, there's so many custom items i mean a, a floor mat that's very custom whether it's your truck or the mini cooper or or a 1955 chevy there's um uh seat covers that are very custom sheepskin and uh ones that are like wetsuit material there's just always new products it's really exciting to see how everything's grown since 1989 until present celebrating 30 years next year wow uh, congratulations no it's yeah it's very exciting so actually we'll have some really neat promotions and specials next year uh each week and each month for everyone some discounts and great things so uh, people can sign up for those uh, uh weekly email updates and and be a part of that uh for next year yeah but, so. but check this out holman i gave you a magic word and you put you drew a box around it and you didn't know what it was for uh that would oh oh i do so know what, what is, it is what now. is that uh that would be yes. uh, tr trucks 10 trucks 10 so what yes. that is for that is a 10 percent off code Wow. To use it, calcover.com, calcarcover.com, yeah. trucks10, just like it sounds, yeah. trucks10, calcarcover.com. And it, is, Jimmy, is that site-wide? It is. Any product on the website, yes. Any <laughs> small or large, yes. And as many times as you want. So. And then do you guys have uh, socials, uh, Facebook, Instagram, anything like that? Fa all of them, yes. And we love Instagram. It's so neat because so many of our customers and, and enthusiasts post the pictures of their custom car covers on their vehicle. And there's some really cool cars and trucks on our on our Instagram. So, And what, is that at Cal Car Cover? It is, yes, at Cal Car Cover, yes. And again, so th this is something you do have a lot in stock on the shelves, unless it's a heavily yeah. modified vehicle, you do have quite an assortment of your, your most of your cars and trucks. 
We do. All the popular vehicles, there's thousands on the shelf uh, to ship the same day. And, you know, if it's not on the shelf, if it's something that's just not is is uh, or it's more rare and not as common, we usually make them and ship them in two weeks. So it's uh, pretty quick for a okay, customer. Pretty fast. I'm trying yes. to think of uh, some odd-shaped vehicle that would fall into yeah. that category. An Opal? Oh, <laughs> you know what? We have covers for that. And that's no, you do reason. not have an Opal cover. I was thinking a Absolutely. GMC uh, Envoy XUV that has the sliding roof in the back. Right. That That's one that's not on the shelf. Oh, <laughs> wow. We do have a pattern. We do have a pattern. Pretty much any He has a pattern for it. <laughs> of course it. he does. Yeah. 1900 to present, uh, there's a car cover. Model T. Yeah, those actually are so popular. We stock a lot of them. No, what? <laughs> what? Yes. Um, well, I guess that, that makes sense because okay, okay. we have a Model T. 1979 Ford Fiesta. That is not in stock today. <laughs> <laughs> that give us two weeks on that one, but we do have a pattern. It's all it's all a computerized and saved. So when someone calls, they rattle off the year, make, model, and uh, we we either ship it out that day or make it. I and got ship it. it out I got and, it. Uh, yeah, it's, 1987 it's pretty... Honda Prelude, where only one of the pop-up headlights comes up. <laughs> I would say you need a little mechanical work, and then. A... <laughs> so if a guy calls up, Jimmy, a guy calls up one of your uh, your salesmen and goes, "I got a uh, a Ford Raptor." You're just like, "I got that." You just scoffs yeah. at him, right? Right. You know that. Yeah, that's pretty common. Raptors are are popular. You know, F one fifty trucks. Actually, big dualies, Jay, like yours. We saw a lot of those. Not every really? day with light bars and yes, not every day with light bars and in a rack and stuff. Things. Yeah, we we will make those like we did yours and take some measurements or or ask for some measurements if someone's not local okay. to us. Okay. Okay. So and, I have a question uh, for you. Yes. What if I gave you measurements for an odd item? So for me, I love barbecuing. And right. I hate every single cover for my nice Weber barbecue uh, right. because they all fall apart after like a year. Could sure. you oh, you're make o- me? You're opening a Pandora's box. Oh, now. I'm just wondering. Yeah. I'm just. I'm well, no, it, it's a good question, and we do get this question, Jay, for multiple items, whether it's in the yard or garage. We do make custom things. We actually have barbecue covers on the website. <laughs> 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 in certain in certain sizes, uh, they're very nice. And if and if it's not something that we have the size for, we do make them. You know, someone can call and say, "Hey, I need one that's you know four feet wide, uh, two feet in See? depth." And, uh, well, you looked at me I'm like I was freaking crazy. Well, I just no, didn't want to put no. Jimmy in an awkward spot. He's like, oh, we "I don't make that." I no, had a feeling he did. did. Okay, well, no, good. Yeah. <laughs> we, we do. We, we try to make the process simple. We have so many little simple dim sheets to fax or email over to someone, you know, maybe someone with a brush guard or, or maybe like a racing hood scoop on their hood. Or well, I, And I'm glad you brought that up because a lot of guys probably say, you know what, I just put on a set of fusion bumpers or whatever it is. Right. right. And, and yeah. they're like, There's, they're never going to have a, a car cover. I have go a over Tacoma that. with a rooftop tent on it. Yeah. Well, no, we get those, you know, the, the vans uh, um, and things like that, vans or, or a, uh, a ski rack on top. And we just ask for some simple measurements like, you know, how far does it stick above the, the stock roof or does it go past the windshield to the back? And then we add the material to the stock pattern and, and get it done. And, so. and what's the life expectancy of a really quality cover for if I were to buy one today and mm. used it and took care of it and and what right. is the care instructions I have no idea I mean you I'm know, into I'm into on one of them on my mini cooper cover right I think I'm into it over 7 years 
Wow. Yes, you know, and they should. Like, I have one on a truck that does have to sit outside, and it's over ten years old. Wow! Um, you know, the covers, they're they're utility. They look really nice, but they they're there to do the job. You know what protect. they you know what they do that you don't expect? What they keep off bird turds. Oh, I would expect yeah, no. that for sure. I mean, it, no, I come out thing, and my yeah. dually is loaded with them. We well, have and a I, tree out front. We, no, and because yeah. we have we have we have parakeets. There's oh, a yeah. huge, there's a there's a uh, rogue. Uh, parakeet flock. You know that, about yes, this? Yes, really? in Long Beach. Or, yes, and it's just yeah. in Long Beach. It started with two parakeets, and like way back in the family. day. They got out of the yep. house, someone's house, yep. and now there's a couple hundred of them, and they all. Every day, they on sit truck. on the tree in front, and they just litter my truck. <laughs> and I have oh. to—I I take it to the industrial wash down the street, and it costs five bucks right. to wash it, and it comes out and looks brand new. Oh, my dually sure. cover has paid for itself ten oh, times yeah, over. Absolutely, just yes. in details for sure. Yes, for sure. Abs- absolutely, yeah. You know, you can detail your car, or truck, put the cover on, and in the vehicles clean uh, many weeks or months later. So it's uh, definitely definitely worth the investment. I will too. say this though: I was super bummed that mm-hmm. <laughs> a homeless person stole one of my covers one time and yeah. used, used it as a tent. Well, yeah, I I mean, it is giant. Was and, 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 right? It was. And, he, oh. and Jimmy will remember because I called him. I was like, this sucks. Did you ever find yeah. him? I, I bet you could tell you could tell who he was because he had your license plate on his tent. So it, <laughs> right. No, so interesting. I, interesting enough, I, I, put, I ended up spray painting it on my cover after because yeah. I had to get a replacement. Yeah. And um, I... I actually know where the guy is. He's down by the riverbed, and I know that sounds like wow. it's insane. He really is down by the riverbed, right. and um, I didn't see my tent, but I know it was there. Your tent, my, yeah. <laughs> my tent. I know it was there, and I thought right. he probably needs this more than I do. Is he in a tent down by the river? He, is. <laughs> he right. literally is in a tent down by the river. Um, Classic, yeah. And so he, yes, yeah, so I, I, I got another one. I put my, and now he's of course Jimmy sells a lock. So yeah. now I lock it on there yeah. every night. Good, yeah. And, you know, we also – it just reminds me it's kind of for a look, but it's great for um, like a security and personalizing it is we embroider the covers as well. If someone would like their, their car nickname on it, the license plate number, uh, something like that, a car club, we embroider uh, the covers as well on the front or rear. I know um, what I would have embroidered. What's that? Piece of junk, don't steal. Right, nothing good under here. Yes, exactly. Nothing to see here. Nothing to see here. Move on. Move along. Move along. Okay, so trucks ten. Trucks the number ten. Trucks one zero. That's a ten percent off discount site wide. Calcarcover dot com. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And feel free to call as well. Toll free number 800 423 5525. And that code is valid over the phone as well. And, and if you have questions if, about anything, we're always there to help every day but Sunday, actually. So um, there to answer. That sounds questions. fair. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, or help out, you know, if someone has a question about. The different and and here's materials. here's the thing too about the Jimmy and his family. They're not just guys making you know uh, these products. They race. Actually, Jimmy, what do you yeah. race? Uh, it's NHRA drag racing. And oh, wow. It's in the- uh, super stock category. Yeah, that's our that's our passion. Uh, second to to business, that comes first. But yeah, that's well, our more weekend. power too. If you can have a business that that fuels your passion and pays for your passion, yes. right? You're living right. It's you're awesome, living right, right, my friend. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Oh, it's, it's great. They you know they all tie in together, and we actually have a booth at many many uh, car shows and events throughout the entire country and at the races. So it's just all tied in. It's 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 our passion, our whole life. Um, you know, uh, we're car enthusiasts, racers. So. Uh, um, you know, it just all ties in together. It's really, really uh, a blessing to be part of that and really fun, too. That's awesome. Well, listen, um, Jimmy, yes. thank you for coming on the show. And thank, and thank you. you even more for giving our listeners the discount code. Yeah, that's and, awesome. And- 
anytime. Anytime. Yeah, we'll do more discounts next year or anything you guys want. So. Great. All right. All Thanks All right, for checking friend. in with us. You bet, guys. Have a great rest of the night there in the show. Okay. Will do, and Merry Christmas. Uh, Merry Christmas to you guys. Have, have a great one to your families as well. You got it. All right. So, thank you so much. Talk bye. soon, Jim. Bye. All right, bye. Bye, guys. See you. All right, you said that we're calling. We've got what? This is not enough Christmas stuff. We're doing more. You got well, uh, no, Christmas I, ideas? I, I got you something. Oh, what? Yeah, you did. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you're gonna give me something, I have to get you something. Did you always get me like uh, you always get me chili dogs from Wiener Schnitzel. Well, I feel like that's just to get you here. Oh, but oh, you don't think I would show up if you didn't give me chili well, dogs? I'm not sure. I don't think so. <laughs> so you might be right. Some nights you might be right. <laughs> that's to get you here. This is because of our friendship. Okay. All right. Oh, really? Yeah. So I'm, I'm gonna. This dial. scares me. No, I'm a little suspect. No, 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 no. It's 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 nothing bad. I promise okay. you. Okay. Who are we calling? Are you going to tell me that? Yeah, we'll tell you in a second. All right. Well, you're going to have to say hi because I don't know who it is. Hello. Is this Steve Von Segrin from Magellan? Oh, it's Lightning and Holman from the Truck Show Podcast. You you got that right. It is. How you guys? Doing? <laughs> Well, because this is Lightning speaking. I didn't know who you were calling. This is a surprise. Yeah. Holman, Holman's just, he's springing this on me at the last second. So, so Lightning got uh, got our listeners a, uh, a discount at uh, Cal Car Covers and uh, got me an F100 cover for old Project Speed Bump uh, for when it sits in the corner of the uh, bank shop for the next six months. <laughs> and uh, I, I felt like I needed to return him the favor for a uh, for Christmas gift. And I thought, you know, we went off-roading. And he was super jealous at my Magellan TRX-7 that was in the uh, Colorado. No. Yes. No way. Yes. You did not. And so this is Steve, and Steve uh, Steve does a bunch of marketing for Magellan. So we thought, yeah. let's give him a call, and we'll talk about it. Okay, so what we're talking about, or are we getting lightning at Magellan? Well, it's, it's, Steve, take it away. Uh, <laughs> don't tease me like this. We, we are. That's, that's exactly what we're doing. That's exactly why we're, why we're here. I don't know Woo-hoo! if you know that much. <laughs> Yeah! Woo! Woo! <laughs> Sorry. Dang, I'll, I'll, I, I I'll didn't know you were going to be that excited about I'll this. I'll stop with the sound effects. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead, Steve. <laughs> I don't know if you know that much about it, but it's a, it's a seven-inch touchscreen IP67 uh, ruggedized, dustproof, waterproof GPS navigator. It comes preloaded with a topo map of the entire United States and Canada. 160,000 OHV trails and at this point 6.6 million points of interest and you oh, don't need Lord. a cell connection to go use it off road. You do not need a cell connection. It's all preloaded in the in the device. Okay. You, you do you do use a Wi-Fi connection for updating the device that comes with free lifetime map and software updates. And so that happens over over Wi-Fi. Also, you, you connect to your account. There's a matching app and map planning website that go along with it. So it's all cloud connected. Anything you do on your computer for trip planning shows up on the GPS over Wi-Fi. How oh cool is that? Lord. Yeah, so you can save your trips. But not only can you save your trips, you can take pictures along the way. Yeah. You can attach them to waypoints along the trail so that you can s- figure out later on, oh, what, what was that waypoint? Okay. You can drive over a trail that you set up ahead of time. You can drive over an old trail that you used to do. It'll do your mileage. And then at the end of it, you can say, hey, it was four-wheel drive. It was easy. It was scenic. It, it was mud. It was snow, whatever. Can I share this with other people? Yes, you can. What? I guess what would you call that? I guess user-generated content, Steve? We we refer to that as tracks, yeah, user generated tracks, just to just to give it a different name than trails, uh, so that people know it's it's user generated, and and yeah, you can 
you can either publish it on our map website so anyone can see what you've done. But of course, most people don't want that. So you can just send an email link to anyone you not, you want or just post that on social media. Amazing. I mean, you and I were playing with this, like you said, in, in, the, in the ZR2 on the yeah. desert. And it, it was like a... Uh, it was like an iPad on steroids. Yeah, it's like an Android tablet. It's ruggedized, so it's uh, water-resistant, dust-resistant. Um, it's designed to uh, take the vibrations of, of off-roading. Well, it's- that's the thing is I was asking you first. I'm like, this looks – it looks – forgive me, but, like, you wouldn't use an iPad, right, if you're out, you know, off-roading. You'd worry that it would fall out of the mount, and yeah. this was rugged. And it, But more so than that, the screen was so vibrant. Oh, yeah. And, and it also, you can plug it in, and it has, uh, you know, a battery as well because it's a, it's a tablet. Okay. Uh, so you don't have to have it plugged in, although it's better on those longer trips so you don't burn down your battery with the uh, the GPS and all the all the cool things happening. And you guys also have a non-ruggedized version that's a little bit more affordable, right, Steve? We, we do. If, if you drive something like a Tacoma or if you, if you have a Jeep where you don't take the top off all the time and, and you just don't need it ruggedized and dustproof and waterproof, then we make a version that's that's non-ruggedized. And it's a, it's a much lower entry price point and uh, it's a lot sleeker and slimmer. The housing on the TRX is big. So it can be dropped on the ground and, and not be hurt. So you may not want to take up that much space on your windshield, and you may not need that that ruggedized IP67 protection. If that's the case, then the TRs are are fine for you. So what are we looking at here price-wise for the unruggedized and the ruggedized versions? The non-ruggedized, the TR5 starts out at 199 and then top of the line, the TRX7CS with the camera in it is, uh, for, is 550 no way. That's uh, that's a pretty good deal. I huh? thought he was going to say a thousand bucks. I'm not even joking. I thought he was yeah, gonna, the no. one that was on your dash. If you had, I would have said a grand. Yeah, and I believe Steve, is it true? It still comes with uh, one of two mounts in the box. It comes with both mounts. The, the oh. mount system is 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 made by Ram, and a lot of guys with trucks. Universal with, people know that. With, yeah, with their mounting system, but uh, yeah, it comes with both a Ram. Uh, what they call a rail mount, which is a U-bolt, and then also a windshield mount, which is a suction cup. So now, I didn't notice that yours had a camera on it. Was that is it forward facing out the windshield? Yeah, yeah. Whoa! And uh, and if you notice, mine has the way I had it in the Chevy because you know I jump from different vehicles, different vehicles. The suction cup mount, and you, you saw are a truck slut, aren't you? Oh, I am. <laughs> and you saw what we did, and did that thing ever come loose from the windshield? No. Not even close. Remember that I sat in your truck. The very first thing I said when I came over in the morning, I'm like, "How does that not fall off?" And yeah. it didn't even flex when we were going through the whoops. No, it was it was awesome. I love these things. So how how's the uh, feedback been from uh, from customers? Because obviously it it it's sort of a novel idea. Nobody really made a like a trail ecosystem. You could have gotten a GPS before with some tracks, but maybe you had to have a a, a SD card and a preloaded map. This kind of takes that idea to a completely different level with photorealistic uh, mapping and the trails and user-generated content. How has this been received? So it's it's there's nothing else like it on the market. So um, there's you know there's, there's no way to get close to it, and they they love the fact that we're constantly adding content. So we're we're complete we're all, always updating the the map. We started at. 40,000 OHV trails two years ago, and now we're at 160,000. We're about to do another huge update to the map. And, and again, that all happens over Wi-Fi. 
So we get we get caught up in this trail network database that we have and how cool it is. But you kind of realize from the guys that are using it that re- really one of the best features is just having it on on the dashboard when you go out and go drive around because you forget how often you're just out exploring and you drive by all these little side trails and you have no idea where they go. Well, you can go explore all those side trails and that's fun. But that takes up a lot of time. So knowing what those trails are and where they go at a glance on the dash is is really a cool feature that a lot of guys tell us about. Now, I loves me some abandoned mines. Are they marked or is that something in the in, in the Magellan ecos, ecosphere? Ecosystem? That, ecosystem? <laughs> that's funny. We get that we get that question a lot. And uh, right now that's that's not in the database. So, I guess that could um, be dangerous though, right? But you mm-hmm. can make your own waypoint. And then take a picture Correct. and store it on your track. Okay. And here's the other thing is Magellan, since this thing was launched a few years ago, I guess maybe two years ago now, it has gone through probably, I don't know, six or seven regular big updates. And so the product just keeps getting better and better as Magellan learns about the user. And so every update, Steve will call me and say, hey, make sure you update your TRX-7 because we've got another one coming. And it's like, oh, here's a feature I really wanted. And you guys you guys thought I about it. I would assume it. that you get an email or something as being a customer and it says, hey, there's a new firmware update yeah, or something like e- that. Yeah, email, uh, we, we announce it on, on social media um, and we and we yeah, we yeah email all of our dealers about it so they can tell people. And yeah, it's a good point. That's a, that's a central theme to the product that you're not going to buy one of these and then it's obsolete in a year. We're, we're going we're gonna to keep this hardware and just keep doing software updates to it. So even even in a few years, you'd be able to just have the latest and greatest software running on a device that you've had for a while. Now, do you find that a lot of guys buy this for off-roading and then it ends up replacing the GPS in their car? I mean, because it, it is so much better. We do, and we and we sell the uh, the docking cradle separately, so you could just have a cradle, and it's a quick release. It's just one button push, and it comes out of the vehicle. So you could have a, a cradle in all your vehicles, and then that way you've, you've got access to your data no matter where you go. So you have all these waypoints you can use. You know, if you got a motorhome and a truck and a side-by-side, you can just easily swap it between all three. And again, the data points are stored on the cloud, or are they on the device itself? Both. Um, it comes preloaded with uh, with the map, the trails, and the and the points of interest. But then anything that you do along the way and sync up, it's uh, it's all cloud connected. So it's the same on the device and on your app, on your phone, and then and then on your computer. Do you find a lot of guys um, are using are, are entering stuff like favorite restaurants or other, or maybe like world's largest pecan or whatever? <laughs> you know, what I mean? like you know, world's largest ball of twine. Are those things on there, or do you are you trying to keep those waypoints, those data points? Off, off road. We peer review it, we monitor it, and we we remove stuff if if it's just junk, if it's just bad a bad track. But otherwise, no. There's no there's no limit to what you can do. That you know you record a track, and that's very easy to do from the device. It's just a it's just one button, and then you're you're tracking yourself. And then there's another button for waypoints along the way, and we give you dozens of different options for what those waypoints can be and then you can add your own notes to those waypoints and then add photos to the those waypoints so it's kind of fun to go into the map website which is uh, magellan or trx trailhead.com and that's free to use for anyone 
and uh, just explore the area that you want to go and see what other people have uploaded for their tracks and, and what's on their waypoints. It could be anything. I'm obsessed. I'm, I'm good. The first thing I'm going to do is I'm get gonna, into your lifted dually and head out to the desert. I am going to, well, a smaller vehicle, <laughs> and I'm going to find the bathtub full of marbles. Somewhere out there. Yes. It exists, I'm sure. All I know, no, I'm, I'm serious. I know. I know that because we talked about the, this we before. We did talk about There's the bathtub. There's a bathtub, Steve, there's a bathtub full of marbles somewhere out in like the Mojave Desert. It's buried. I've seen a, po- I've seen a post on that, and and you've probably been to the Husky Monument. I know, yes, I know Sean yeah, has. yeah. Holman took me here exactly. He took me to that spot, and it was that was amazing. We had a we, we recorded a couple of guys out there who lost loved ones. It's kind of emotional. We we don't do those moments yeah, yeah. very often. It on was our a show. pretty heavy episode. It was a heavy episode. It was really cool. But yeah, that was and, and by the way, we wouldn't have found that spot had it not been for this device. That's right, because we made a wrong turn, and I said I think we're one canyon over. And uh, we double backed, and sure enough, there was the uh, there was the Husky Monument. So no, it's it's funny because right now we're working on the notion of adding points of interest like that. So we're we're about to send out an email. It's a questionnaire for all the users for what types of POI and kind of random POI li- would they like to see. And uh, thanks to Sean, we've been talking about plane crash sites for uh, yeah. years now. <laughs> yeah, I know he's obsessed. He brought oh. he brought me to one. You know what? The, it's interesting though. There, I think. Like with that Husky Monument out in the desert here in Southern California desert, and it was it, it literally is a monument to people who have passed away. Yeah, and I don't think you want like tourists going out there, right? It, it might lose some of its magic, and so I can imagine how there will be. I bet this will be very split down the middle. Those who think it should be open to everybody exploring and seeing it, and and other people who think it's kind of sacred, hollowed ground where they want just the off-road well, community to fortunately, find a lot of these places are so far off the uh, the road that you have to have a capable vehicle, and you probably aren't going to have a capable vehicle I don't unless know, you're— uh, I, I went out to the—what's that What's that out by Parker, Arizona, the, the, uh, the, the, the bar out in the middle of nowhere— um, desert bar. Desert bar. So uh-huh. I went to desert bar. You need an off-road vehicle out there. And I was. we went out there in a truck, and we were parked next to a Honda Civic and a Subaru <laughs> yeah. and a freaking Mercedes. And we're like, they just beat the piss out of the car <laughs> trying to get out there. They didn't care. They wanted to go yeah. see the spectacle in the middle of nowhere. And um, – so I don't I don't agree with that. I think people will beat up their car to get to a to get to a spot on a Sunday drive. Well, it's kind of like do you, do you want the uh, the site of the Joshua Tree that was on the cover of the U two album? Do you want everyone going there and and making a mess of it, or do you want that to kind of be sacred? So yeah, you kind of you kind of need to have a debate about what goes we need there a secret or, handshake. Or what doesn't. That's what we need. We need to have an off road <laughs> secret handshake, and once you're admitted into the uh, into the club, then you can find all the cool stuff. Because there are a lot of guys. Remember the dude up in Utah that pushed the boulder over there that had been for like a billion years? Oh, yeah. was, uh, turns out he was a Boy Scout or something. It was just a, I don't know. That was an ugly scene, and you're like, I don't know. It's just kind of like, why do you, why do some people do those things? Well, I think I've told you this before. There's a saying that says, uh, "Good roads bring bad people, and bad roads bring good people." I I tend to think that. Generally speaking, most off-roaders are are good people, and I think you're right. Yeah, I'm. I'd be real curious. Will you post th- your, your the, the 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 results to your poll online for us all to see? Sure. Yeah, we can do that. So, if somebody wants to uh, purchase a Magellan TRX or TR, uh, where would they go, Steve? The, uh, Amazon's a good spot. Uh, we sell them on, on our site. There's some some big dealers out there like Rugged Radios and uh, the GPS store and Crutchfield. 
I mean, but, you uh, said Amazon. I mean, everyone's we all got Prime accounts yeah. now, so that's where you're going to buy it. Yeah. And the nice thing about going to uh, like a Crutchfield or even Rugged Radios, which is up in Central support. California, you got support. great support. Yeah. Right. There's there's a lot of those. And that's true. Those there's no support around. on Amazon. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They tell you to piss off, kids. So right. <laughs> <laughs> Get off my lawn. You're lucky you got it in two days. Be quiet. Right. <laughs> and and it's a good it's a good point regarding support. What we did on this device is we brought the support in-house you know magellan's a pretty big company sold a lot of gps's for cars over the years and and so that that at some point they had moved their support overseas so we realized we can't do that on this product it's too specialized and you've got to be able to speak off-road so we have it we have uh, engineers in in our main office in san dimas handles support on this product so if you when you call in you get someone who knows what you're talking about i can see a huge market for side by sides oh absolutely huge market for side by sides guys racing through the forest in the middle of timbuktu no in the pacific northwest because we've had lots of requests for that so i'm gonna throw that out there yeah oregon specifically I was just looking at the numbers, and and right now we're we're about fifty five percent side by side, and and then the rest um, mostly Jeep. And there's a couple of crazy guys on motorcycles using them, and then some, <laughs> on BMW GSs or something like that, oh or a Honda Africa Twin. Uh, yeah, I, I, they fit really well in Africa Twins, actually. That's Definitely. awesome. Well, man, yeah. I'm stoked. I got me some good gift. Yeah, there you go. So, uh, Merry Christmas. Thank you. Merry and, Christmas. And Merry Christmas to you, too, Steve. And if uh, people wanted to follow you on social, where do they follow uh, Magellan TRX? We have a page on, on well, we're on all platforms as Magellan TRX. So just just uh, search for Magellan or hashtag Magellan TRX. Awesome, wow. my friend. I'm super stoked. Christmas well, came really for me. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for carving out the time for us. This is... Uh, I'm excited about my Christmas. Yeah, and uh, Merry Christmas to you, Steve, and thanks for uh, coming on the Truck Show podcast and uh, talking uh, talking about your wares. Anytime, guys. Merry Christmas. Take care. All right. All right. See you soon. Talk soon. All right, Holman, you know what it's time for? Five-star hotline! Five-star. 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 Hotline! Holman, Lightning, I got a couple young listeners here that want to give you guys a message. Hi, my name is Nathan. I am nine years old. I love the Truck Show podcast. My dad, Ben, from AEV, was on episode 44. <laughs> my brother and I love working on international trucks with our dad in the shop. He's not reading that, is he? Nope. Hi, my <laughs> name is Nick, and I'm 11 years old. I love that the Truck That's Show the podcast kid. is family-friendly, so we can listen with <laughs> our dad. I love your intro and jingles. Keep the great work going. Five stars. Oh, that's cool. Oh my god, that's uh, funny. I do love you, that it's fi- family friendly. Do you think that uh, Ben was like holding like a switch that he ripped off a tree and like holding it over his kid's head? Read this. Read no, this now. No, not at all. He's holding a bag of M and M's. He's like, it's yours when you're yeah, done. Yeah, read it. <laughs> read it better than lightning. Hey, Holman, email. It's Marcel. Hey, dude, I got that guy Ronnie's uh, phone number from C10 Talk that you were looking for. <laughs> Man, why don't you hit me back and I'll uh, I'll give it to you. All right, dude. Hey, and by the way, five star. <laughs> so that's our buddy Marcel, who I've been bugging to get uh, get Ronnie's number. So he must have listened to that episode. Well, we it too little, him. too late. We already got him on the show, buddy. Well, check it out. So Marcel and I were talking, and uh, he wants to come in with our buddy Tom McWeenie, who Tom is like a well-known uh, <laughs> pinstripe and painter. Yep. And uh, Marcel and Tom go way back to the mini truck days. And they're like, dude, we would love to come on the show and just tell like old magazine guy and mini truck stories. I'm like. Name the time. We'll okay. have you on. Yeah, we will. Uh, so as I sit here and I'm I'm trying to pay attention to you, I'm reading the transcript of the next call. 
<laughs> Dude, it's funny because it says, it says widening. <laughs> widening and Holman. <laughs> Not lightning and Holman. Widening. widening. Uh, I saw that. I was laughing. One too many chili dogs, I guess, oh, apparently, right? Gosh. Even Google knows. Widening and Holman. I was calling. I listened to your latest pod on the cotton picker. Yes. And you asked about a tug. So I'm calling to tell you I used to drive those. All the time for five years when I was in the United States Marine Corps, <clears throat> we had the little tug that was 30 alpha, and <clears throat> they were originally powered by a 351 wind with a Chrysler 727 torque light and some kind of ginormous, like Dana 80 rear end. And then I also had the TAC 45 which was a flat-top shipboard base, but because of the size of our aircraft, we had to have the heavier-duty tow tractor. It was pretty cool, but it was open-top, so you had to ride around with your, uh, what you see in all the movies, those guys on ships wear the little turtle shells. <laughs> turtle shells. <laughs> anyway, we also had one called the Buddha. The Buddha was by far, hands down, my favorite. It was the largest one. It's the one they used to tow the C-130, Hercules. Ooh. Also drove a fast loader, which is an ordnance moving forklift with special little forks and adjustable front arms for loading and unloading. My daily is my patrol vehicle. I'm a deputy, fourth largest county in the United States, 17,000 square miles. I drive a wow. 2016 F-150 with the twin turbo EcoBoost. It's not bad. But it'll only do 105, so <laughs> if somebody's coming through here faster than that, I can't catch them. <laughs> my favorite ride is my 1967 C10 pickup. Love what you guys are doing out there. Love to hear the show. Keep up the great work. Five stars. Awesome. Very cool. So I want to know where that is so we can call him and get a free pass on our way uh, next time passing through. Well, because he can only do 105? Yeah, we can get something that can do 110 <laughs> and wave as we go by. <laughs> that must be super frustrating. Oh, man. Can you know, because you... a lot more of these trucks are limited for speed. Like well, the, new, the new Duramax is limited to 99, I want to say it is. Yeah, but 95. The, the GM T1s, the 1500s, used to be limited to 98 or 99. Mm. They would do uh, 98 and the quarter mile. And so right as you'd pass the quarter, the fuel cutoff would hit on it. Uh, but the new trucks go well over 100 because we had them for uh, uh, Truck Trends Pickup Truck of the Year. Okay. And we that, that wasn't a concern this time because they were still pulling through the quarter. So I wonder why they why did, why did they change it? So, Just a public outcry? Yeah, probably. The other thing is um, chassis, uh, drive shafts. You don't want to get the drive shaft going because then it starts to jump rope on you and mm. it can cause some issues. And then whatever tires they have on it. So now this, a lot of the 20-inch tires have a higher speed rating than the old like 17 or 18 inch tires with a lot of sidewall right. so they can you know up that speed limiter so so i'm jealous of your c10 that sounds cool but more importantly thank you for your service because Absolutely. uh uh you're doing uh, great work up there wherever you are in your giant 17,000 square miles so what what you, you're doing some quick math over I'm there just, you... uh, <clears throat> he might be uh might be from nevada Nevada? Mm-hmm. Oh. Uh, Elko County has 17,000 square miles. Oh. Oh, but Nevada. did we out him? You should bleep that because I don't want to out him. And you and I pass through Nevada quite a bit. Yes, we do. I bet with a little notice, we could find him on the highway somewhere right? and give him a Truck Show Podcast t-shirt. Yes, we do. Oh, if he'll let us go if past him? Yeah. So <laughs> what I think is we figure out where he is. Yeah. 
and then we go 106. Yeah. And then after we've shamefully made him catch up to us, <laughs> we uh, just hand him a T-shirt. Oh, that right out the window. Right, because that would be, I think that'd be fair trade, right? Right. Truck Show Podcast T-shirt, no No, ticket. we schedule right when he's going to take a break, and then we grab a burger. So he'll be like on the side of the road, and he'll be getting his coffee at the 7-Eleven or something. And then he'll have to take his mirrored sunglasses and push them right to the bridge of his nose. With his, with his middle finger? Yeah, and then, he's like, and then he has his hat, and he has to just adjust it. He goes, oh, not my county, boys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get you, boys. Here I come. Oh, man, they're doing 106. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for listening, and uh, yeah, great story. Five-star hotline, 657-205-6105. That's 657 657- 205-6105, or if you're on Instagram, they're just click the call button on our uh, profile. You did that? Well done. I feel like we should just roll right into some email. You okay with that? Oh, I'm ready to dance. All right. You email? Yeah. I email. Do it. We email. That's right. Everybody email. Type it up. You email. Proofread. I email. Send it. We email. Click it. Everybody email. <laughs> we like the cars, the cars that go boom. Nope, the nope. Tigra, the truck, the trucks. Oh, the trucks go boom. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, let's start out with a an email from Philip. I just finished up episode forty. It's great to hear good things about the Colorado and the Canyon platform and how it performs off road, as previously mentioned. I have a Canyon with a two point eight liter diesel four x four and the all terrain package pictured here. Oh, that's pretty cool. After the SEMA episode, I really think you guys are onto something with the return of the street truck. That gave me an idea. The official truck show podcast truck. I like that. It needs to be a mini truck. Go with the base model Frontier, Holman. Get as a, get it as a loaner from Nissan. All right. Drop it and get a decked system. Level the top with the bed to hide some of the suspension, but still have storage. Hell, you could set up a podcast studio in the cab. It would be great. What do you guys think? Well, we have joked about doing a Nissan MV2500 van mobile podcast studio. That would be kind of fun. It would be cool. Yeah. No, I I mean, can you imagine? We really should do a mini truck, like a modern mini truck. The acoustics would probably be really good in there. We're way too old. (laughs) No, no, forget the podcast thing. Like, that's, I mean, thank you, Philip, for the idea. But (laughs) what if we really just did a podcast, a truck show podcast uh, mini truck? What do you guys think? Um, I think, I don't know about the podcast studio thing, but I do like the um, build the a mini, mini truck? truck. Yeah. Would, I think would it be can... an old one? Would it be a new one? Would it be reviving uh, something that's uh, long forgotten? I don't, know. I don't know. I need to give it some more thought. But Could... one thing I do know, in the bed of the truck, it has to have a walkthrough and a bunch of 18s. Oh, boom. <laughs> see my boyfriend really knows where it's at. That's He's right. Not- 50-inch woofers all along the back. All along the back. But only 15-inch woofers no, on that one. Did she say 50 or 15? <laughs> oh, I have 15s? no idea. I'm guessing 15. Okay. Because that was big at one point. No, remember remember there were guys making 36-inch woofers, <laughs> and there were, there were remember those huge, huge oh woofers that you God. get? Yeah. Okay, so you're up next. All right, I, I've got one here from Matt, and uh, I think Matt actually uh, works with us. Uh, you know our podcast, Truck Show podcast stickers that were on the mic flags? Yeah. Uh, he put those together for us. Okay. He uh, works in our uh, in one of our graphics departments. I feel like this is a little nepotistic. No, that's all right. Okay. And, uh, and he, he loves the show. He's okay. a big fan. All so, right. Read. So we've, uh, we farm out all of our awesome graphic stuff uh, to him because he'll take care of us. We farm out. <laughs> Sounds like we're super like cheapskates. Or, we, we are. Or we, yeah. <laughs> so he says, hey, guys, where's the closest place to L.A. to drive off-road? Do you need any sort of sticker or pay any fees? Any other first-timer tips appreciated? Thanks, Matt. Um, honestly, there's a couple of things I would do. 
Uh, the Magellan TRX would be is a great this, start. Is this California pompousness right it now? It is not. Um, there's also a gazillion places two hours from the center of Los Angeles that you can go off-roading. There's a couple books I like. One's called Backcountry Adventures, Southern California. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a great one because it shows you everything. Because it really, de- you know, people don't realize how big L.A. is. So are you in northern San Diego County? Are you in Orange County? Are you in, you know, eastern L.A. County, northern L.A. County? There's Gorman on the north side of L.A. There's Palmdale and Barstow and all those east of us. Um, and it all depends. If you're in forest, national forest uh, a property, you'll need a permit for the day. If you're on BLM land, you don't need anything. Just go have fun. Um, but there's plenty of places to go. And that's a great book to start. And it's got uh, waypoints, GPS, uh, all that kind of good stuff. So I would, I would like to that. hear from some of our listeners where they off-road. Sure. I'd like to, in, in some areas like, you know, the the uh, what are the Black Hills. Right? South Dakota? South Dakota. Uh-huh. Places like that that, uh, that you and I aren't familiar with. I love the Black Hills. Oh, you been there? Yeah. Oh, I'd love to go. Yeah, there's so there's so many great wheeling places all over the country. But yeah, for something LA centric, a couple great guidebooks, and uh, wherever you are, that Magellan TRX, pretty cool. Okay, this one is uh, from it looks like Martel. Is it Derek? I don't know. It's D question mark I R I C. I'm guessing Derek. Derek. Yeah. All right. This message is from Derek. He says, "Hey, I need to hear more about the Dino catching fire. What? Please, haha. Thanks." And he says. Five stars. stars! Yes. Oh, and the next thing he says, I'm actually going to play the audio. Instead of instead of me reading his words, I'm just going to say... Uh, it never gets old, does it? There are probably some people listening who go, I don't, they don't, I don't get know. It. Yeah. I don't even remember what episode that started in. Really early on. It really was early. one of the very first ones where we were in this studio. Yeah, it was uh, UCC. It was Ultimate Call Out Challenge. Yeah, so it was probably four, five, six, somewhere in there. That girl was the announcer. She was just yeah. hired, uh, like a hired gun for the day, and she was screwing up Everything. every single sponsorship announcement. And so instead of saying... Um, monitor your parameters. She's talking about a digital gauge on your dash. She says, mounted parameters. Right. So, and I was in the audience and recorded that and I thought it was funny. Here's the story with a, um, the dino catching fire. Um, the day job is working for Gale Banks, uh, Banks Power. So you may or may not know that we at Banks are making rear differential covers and we're testing everyone else's in the process. And part of the process of testing is running the rear differential, running a truck, we've got an old Dodge Dually, we've got on our chassis dyno in the back, and we're running it for two hours at 250 horsepower. This is the video I saw that came out. Yes. I hadn't had a chance to watch it, but now it's all coming together. Okay, so Gail says basically, we need to run this at at a high temp, Right, so we get the oil to get as hot as we can get it. Like, what would be realistic? Pulling a yeah. really steep grade for a really long time, like with a fifth wheel, something like that. So he devised this test. We're going to put on the dyno with the diff cover. We're going to sensor the crap out of it. We've got um, an anemometer judging the airspeed under the truck. We've got thermocouples before and after the diff. We have, I mean, it's just outfitted with every sensor you can possibly put on so we can monitor the oil tamp, the uh, inner side. Thanks, by the way, an engineering firm. So you guys have all the things to to, uh, capture data, and it's all data-driven. So Gail says, here's, here's how he wants to run the truck. 250 horsepower for two hours at 70 miles per hour. Okay. Okay. Our dyno apparently is rated for 750 horsepower. Okay. But for a very short amount of time. Oh, really? We don't know this. I mean, we don't really, he's, he's, this dyno's got to be over 20 years old, but yeah. it's always done him well, right? It's just always performed. And we're shooting another video inside in, in, the, in the engine dyno cell. 
and we smell this kind of like oh, burnt no. smell. Something's gone. And we thought it was a fire because recently, you know, we had the California had a bunch of fires. We thought it was just coming in the bay door or something. Turns out we, we're like, what is going on? We walk out. Our dyno is on fire. Uh, how was the truck? The truck was fine. The the because tr- it wasn't like flame shooting out of it, but these huge windings, right? The absorbers. There's two huge absorbers. So is there like a? Are you adding resistance to the drum? That's exactly okay. what's happening. All right, so it's like dragging with. It's like driving with your parking brake on. Yes. Okay. But w- it's electrical. Right. Okay. So there's huge windings. These these copper windings they provide resistance. Correct. They provide resistance with a lot of electricity. Mm-hmm. Right. And. We got them so hot that the wrapping on these, I think that there's probably, if you look at the video, I'm going to guess that there's maybe six of these windings all the way around, maybe eight. They're huge. They're probably eight inches around. This thing's massive. It's got to weigh a few hundred pounds. It's all iron. It's just just cast iron. And um, it lit the outside of these these casings on fire. And um, the whole thing just stopped working. We're like, oh, my, how Uh-oh. are we going to finish our differential testing, right? <laughs> we have no dyno anymore. Yeah. And so that is what Derek is referring okay. to. So we Bad day the office, So eh? what we did is we fixed it. We went in. We did what we had to do. And then Gail says, we're, we're not done with our testing. So we brought the testing down to 200 horsepower for one hour at okay. 70 miles per hour. Still and enough to get it plenty hot. And, and so it, oh, so. The dyno, that is. The dyno, <laughs> exactly. So the dyno now, we found that the dyno within three minutes is hitting over 600 degrees. Whoa. Over 600 degrees. Which my barbecue that, would that, was, that hot. That, that, was it, that was at 250 horse, okay? At over an hour, it was well over 1,000 degrees. <laughs> my God. So it was red hot. Now- So are you trying I to drive on the surface of the sun with your new diff cover? I, or? I mean, we're just- I, <laughs> And now we have a, a really intricate fan system on the wall that has- Let's see, there's- So there's eight eight-inch pipes, right? And Four on either side. The and they now? go down and they're under the slab yeah. and they go up into the dyno. And they're made to actually cool the tires. Yeah. Because if you're doing long-term testing, you'll frag the tires yeah. and the tread comes off. Oh, and so it, it, you'll plaster the whole wall with rubber. We've done it. I was back there when it started throwing rubber and one hit me. And it comes off. You're doing 70 miles an hour just throwing stuff at yeah, you. Yeah, that's not good. Right? That's why you never stand behind a truck on a dyno. Yeah. Well, I do because I need to capture video and stuff. I yeah, shouldn't, but I do. Please don't die. <laughs> it would be, but that would be a funny way to die, The though. Truck Show Podcast with <laughs> Dead Guy and Holman. <laughs> So yeah, oh. we lit our dyno on fire, but it's back and we're and I and pe- and so the people who are following this crazy saga that started months ago, like dude, already just just launch your, give us the results of your your uh, rear differential cover testing and <laughs> and launch your differential already. Give give us your cover. We're working on it, kid. We, we can't. Yeah. We just it literally takes this long yeah. to do the testing. I will say this, and I'm breaking some news here for anyone that's following this Ooh, little saga. I like breaking news. The design is done. Okay. It's completely done. It's at the factory. The molds are being made. Awesome. Cannot wait. And I hope to start taking pre-orders very soon. All right. Well, you heard it here. This We're is the first time anyone's Breaking news, it. Truck Show Podcast. Right. All right, so I've got one here from Daniel. He says, hello, Truck Show Podcast. I just started listening to the show about a week ago, and I love it so far. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, minus the jingles. Terrible. Oh. <laughs> Right. Although he says, uh, the first episode I listened to, I thought that lightning guy sounds really familiar. Then he outed himself as the guy from Banks. Literally the day before I started listening to your show, I had talked to Jay on the phone. 
I won a Facebook caption contest for Banks, but my truck is one of those bastard first-gen Vortec 96-98 GMT 400. <laughs> I remember this guy. Uh, so Jay had called me to tell me they'd been through the whole catalog, and Banks didn't have any products that would fit my truck. No. I told him that I wasn't worried about a Facebook contest and not to worry about it, but he insisted on sending me some sort of prize, and a few days later, I received a swag pack in the mail. Nice. So thanks to Jay, he did me a solid on the deal. You know what? Here's the thing. Uh, thank you for listening. Really appreciate that. And the guy was super, super cool. Uh, I don't like... It's weird. I should talk about Banks a lot because I've got a big, you know, we've got a microphone in front of me and I could be a big, you know, great PR guy, but uh-huh. I feel like it's um, it's schmarmy. Yeah. Bit, no, you know? I think maybe. Well, you get it enough. People know. Yeah. So he continues. He says, my favorite episode so far is the one with Tim, the chief engineer from uh, from Chevy. Uh, that would be Tim Herrick. Mm-hmm. And he says uh, he has uh, what was once my dream job. I love the GM stuff and GM news, and I really just keep up with truck market in general. Love the show, guys. Current truck is a 97K1500 I've had for 12 years. Ooh. Solid axle swaps, some other goodies. My free, pre- my previous truck was an 82K20 that looked very similar to a truck that frequently is discussed on the show. Hmm. Fall guy truck, I'm oh, sure. Oh, what? <laughs> and then he ends with, Holman, thanks for ruining my 2017-2500 HD that I drive for work. Steering wheel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he says, uh, if I don't end up big game hunting next October, I'll be driving down from Reno to stop at Offroad Expo while my wife inevitably drags me to Disneyland. Hope to see you guys there. Keep the truck news coming. Size large on the t-shirt if you still got them. And that was from Dan. All right. Uh, what do you mean drags you to Disneyland, dude? Disneyland's cool, cool. Dude. Yeah, I like Disneyland. Absolutely, Disneyland's yeah. cool. Uh, this one's from Andrew, and he writes, uh, Holman and Co., um, I mean, lightning. <laughs> I that, love it. Uh, what a dick. Oh, I love it. I've been listening since episode three, but I've gone back and listened to the first two shows. At first, I thought half the jingles were good and the other half not so much. But now I sing along with all of them, whether I like them or not so much. I'm super stoked for every episode to help my drive home. Uh, thanks for your time and doing these podcasts. You guys, you have a lot of great guests, so keep the episodes coming. Thanks again. And he says... Five stars! That's right. Size XL or some stickers if there's any available. Thanks, Drew. And, Drew, uh, I am going to send you something because you're cool. Oh, I like that. Uh, so uh, we got one more here. It says, Lightning and Holman. First, I just wanted to check if you got the discs I sent you, the photos. What? Wait, what did he send us? Discs. Oh, discs. With the, uh, this is our buddy uh, Stephen Hux from the submarine. Oh, okay. And he says, uh, I just want to make sure they work. Sometimes they get corrupt going in between multiple systems. If not, let me know and I'll resend them. Second, the sailors in the photos varied in rank from seaman to senior chief petty officer. As far as your pronunciation went, you got it right first and then jacked it all up. <laughs> it's pronounced submariners, not submariners. No, submariners. Submariners implies our mariner skills are subpar. <laughs> Don't worry, it's a common mistake. You can also use the term sailors, undersea warriors, or the always classy steely-eyed killers of the deep. Anyway, I, uh, I like, uh, what was it, Undersea Warriors? Undersea Warriors. That's by far the best. Says, anyway, keep up the good work as always. P.S. found this picture of some night shenanigans. Thought you'd appreciate it. I'll give you the full story over a beer if and when you guys ever get down here. Oh, we're coming. Mm, what's, we're that, coming. what's the photo of? Uh, I will show you. You're not going to show, we can't talk about it? Well, I mean, you know, the government and all. Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, let, it's let, funny. Let me see here. What's going on here? What is this? <laughs> what? What are we looking at here? Uh, it looks like we're looking at somebody made a that's truck. A, that's a truck uh-huh. out of out of what? What? I, it's I, like a toy truck. I, yeah, it is with an American flag sticking out the, back. out the back. I don't know what that's made out. It of. It has ammo cans on it. I don't. Is it? I can't tell what this little. Tr- it's a toy truck. It it may. It looks like it's maybe about a two feet long, and it has a. Oh, it, and the hood opens, so there's an engine there's inside of it. Something going on in there. I I can't tell. It looks like it has like a gun and a of. flag, and I, it's. We gotta get the story. We gotta get to Georgia 
and we got to get on some submarines, and we've got to see our undersea submariners. Warriors. No, yeah. undersea warriors. Uh, undersea warriors. That's way better. Yeah. So. This one's from Tommy. Hey, my name is Tom, and you guys read my email on the Adventures on the Trail episode, and I need to know from the professionals, is a Hummer a truck? Now, I'm not talking the H2 or H3 Hummers. I'm talking the actual H1 original Hummer. Would you consider it a truck? Oh, and I never heard back from you guys about pre-runners or desert racing, probably because I'm not all cut up and <laughs> I just started listening at uh, episode 32. All right. Also, would you consider the Mazda B2200 rotary a truck? I know it's rotary powered and usually rotary powered, you know, you can see like an RX-7 or RX-8. Um, and if you have any shirts left over, I'm a size large. So... Tommy is a Hummer, the original Humvee. Yeah, I a truck. Yes. I, I, I give it a yes, but that it doesn't. It's not. I know it's not body on frame. We, yes, it is. It is. Yeah, it's aluminum body on frame, and so we it never, is. Yeah, we had two of three. Right, you had to have longitudinally mounted engine. Yes, you had to have body on frame, and you had to have a separate cargo area from the cab. It needed to do two of those three to be a truck. That's what we decided all on. All right. The well, you're right. It fits all so, three. Uh, well, it doesn't. It has no, open no, cargo, but right, not separate. You're right. But it has longitudinal mounted engine. It's body on frame, and I think we decided we didn't need to have four wheel drive, right? Because that no, took, no, no, it does definitely four unibodies out of them. There are plenty of trucks. Two or three. Yeah. So I say yes, and then on the Mazda rotary, yeah, absolutely, right, awesome little trucks. All right, so there you go. It's and a truck. I'm saying truck to uh, truck to both of them. Truck, okay. yeah, truck, yeah. Okay. I just did it. Yeah, that happened. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, and thank you everybody who uh, continues to give us five star reviews on uh, iTunes or Apple Podcasts mm-hmm. or uh, wherever you're listening to our show. Um, we've got a few new ones here. We've got one from uh, LS6 Racer mounted parameters. Says I'm so Master glad. Monitor key engine parameters. He says I'm so glad I gave this podcast a second shot. Love the show. The second g- shot. Ah, uh, he was probably somebody who we told was an acquired taste. Oh. He says, love the show, the guests, the banner, and even the jingles are starting to grow on me. And five, five stars! stars! I have right. to stand up over here. I've been just sitting too long. All right. Uh, you're old. Yeah. You're, okay. you're old and decrepit. All right. Mm-hmm. And we got one here from Robert in HB. He says, uh, these guys are a really great listen if you care at all about trucks, and even if you don't. Very entertaining and a plethora of jingles to keep it entertaining. Great guests and amazing insider knowledge. Five stars! Hey, is it a plethora or plethora? I've always said plethora. I don't know. I don't think it's a plethora. Plethora? Plethora? It's like, it's like placenta. It's not a plethora. It's a plethora. Wait, if it was a placenta, would it be a plus-enta? It's a minus-enta. Keep going. <laughs> okay. All right, we got one. Uh, Jeep and Jason WWL. Five stars because I couldn't give it six. He says, Holman and Thunder Buddy, I thoroughly enjoy the podcast. (laughs) Really love the variety of topics that you guys talk about. I'm a Jeep guy through and through, Mm -hmm. the 2015 AEV-equipped JKU, but really like being able to increase my knowledge of other areas. Hope to see you guys in Daytona and keep dishing out those mounted parameters. Five stars. Five Five stars. stars. I was uh, queuing up. I think I'm up to like uh, three mounted parameters this show. Uh, you lot. know what that means? What? It's time to go home. I think you're right. Uh, let's uh, let's say goodbye here. And Merry Christmas. Oh my gosh, it's Christmas. Yeah. Ooh, I can't wait for Santa. Are you leaving cookies and milk out? I'm going to go play with the thingy that you bought me. <laughs> Put it on my dash and go places. The truck show. The truck show. The truck show. Oh, oh. Don't forget to uh, write or call. Truck Show Podcast at gmail.com or hit us up on the socials at Truck Show Podcast 
or the five-star hotline. 657-205-6105. The number again, 657-205-6105. If you've forgotten it, just go to our Instagram and there's a call button. Just click it and call us and leave us a message. And we need to thank Nissan. All right, so we're, we're, we we made it. We survived after eating the, uh, the three-year-old <laughs> the fruit cakes, fruit cakes as we talked about at the beginning of the show. <laughs> but listen, uh, five-year, 100,000-mile uh, warranty is just – it is the industry leader, and the trucks are badass. you got to go to your local Nissan dealer and check them out. And if you're looking for a storage solution for your brand-new Nissan truck or any other truck for that matter or maybe even a van, uh, you got to hit up Decked. So we've talked about Decked a lot, but I'm telling you, if you've got stuff that's just rattling around in the bed of your truck and you still want to carry your stuff, you want it lockable, the whole thing, you have to just take our word for it and go to decked.com. Would you agree? I would agree. And uh, you know what? Merry Christmas to all of our listeners out there. I hope you guys get everything that you want. I hope you made Santa's good list and uh, maybe he'll drop you, I don't know, a Walkman or something like that (laughs) with this little ditty on it. We like the car.